Let us pray. Gracious God, your word is a living word. By your spirit, awaken us, that we may see and hear your presence in the world and in the scripture that we read today. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our brother and God. Amen. The first lesson is Psalm 23, Beloved and Familiar Words. Listen now for God's word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And from the Gospel of John, reading from the fourth chapter. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me a woman of Samaria. Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The current world population is around 7.3 billion persons. Of those 7.3 billion, 1.8 billion, or about 25%, use contaminated water every day. Over 3 million people die each year from preventable waterborne diseases, and most of them are children. 
Every 15 seconds, a child dies from a preventable water-related disease. All of this sounds dreadful, of course, but it always was one of those dreadful problems over there somewhere. Clean water we take for granted here in the good old U.S. of A. Lack of clean water was one of those third world problems, which is why we send mission teams to Central America. That's what we thought, that is, until 2014, when we learned what was going on in Flint, Michigan. The shock of what was happening in Flint and the fear that it could happen here too reminds us that clean water ought to be a right. But for many people on our planet, clean water is a right only for the privileged. Today we are observing Clean Water Sunday to celebrate, bless, and learn more about our clean water ministry. This day of observance coincides with a day from our secular calendar and a day from our liturgical calendar. Today is the 48th annual observance of Earth Day, a day to focus on the environment and environmental stewardship. And today, the fourth Sunday in the Easter season, is also known as Good Shepherd Sunday because the lectionary texts for this Sunday always include one or more of the Good Shepherd texts of Scripture. Now, water features prominently in Scripture, not a surprise since most of the biblical story takes place in an arid and often desert environment. In the Bible, clean water is a gift, a precious gift. Water and the separation of the waters is also part of the original creative act of God in the Hebrew Bible in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Later in Genesis, the world is cleansed of sin and given a new start by a great flood. The patriarch Jacob digs a well, the one featured in the gospel text today, a well which provides good, clean water to this very day. Moses strikes a rock and delivers clean water and, of course, delivers the Hebrew people from their bondage in Egypt into freedom through the waters of the Red Sea. And in the most beloved of biblical passages, we hear of the gracious care of our God who maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside still waters. If you're a child of the desert, what greater vision of paradise on earth is there Then still waters, cool, soothing, clean waters. In the New Testament, water features prominently in the Gospel of John. In his first miracle, Jesus turns water into wine. In response to an inquiry from the inquisitive Nicodemus, Jesus says, To enter the kingdom of God, one must be born of water and the Spirit. Jesus spent most of his ministry walking beside 
and traversing the Sea of Galilee, usually by boat, but also at times by walking on the water. In today's gospel lesson, we read the story of the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. Here the evangelist plays with the metaphor of living water, contrasting water that quenches bodily thirst and the spiritual water that quenches the human thirst for a life worth living forever. In the heat of the day, Jesus meets a woman who ostensibly is trying to quench her physical thirst. But in the heat of the moment of encountering Jesus, this woman with a past is given a new future that moments before she could not even imagine. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus washes the feet of his disciples to demonstrate that the life of faith is a life of hospitality, humility, and service. Then the next day on Good Friday, from the cross, Jesus cries out, I thirst. In his physical agony, was he calling for water to soothe his parched lips? Or was Jesus expressing the spiritual agony of feeling separated from God and from those whom he loved and for whom he was prepared to die? In the very last chapter of the biblical witness, in Revelation 22, an angel reveals a beatific vision of God and of heaven and with the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God. And of course, as we saw this morning, water is of the essence of the sacrament of baptism. Soothing, cleansing, refreshing, renewing water, a sign and a seal of putting the old life behind and entering new life with God. In the simple act of offering a cup of water to a despised woman, Jesus creates a new person, giving her a new and lasting identity as a child of God. Isn't that what we see in baptism as well. Among the evangelists, John is the one who most plays with this symbolism of water and the contrast between water for the body and spiritual water that nourishes the soul. Too often, I think John is read as discounting the significance of physical thirst because of the power of his metaphor of spiritual living water. Now, the literal thirst for good water to drink and the thirst for spiritual water are not the same thing, but neither can they be separated. We see this in Living Waters for the World, the sponsoring agency of our clean water ministry. The mission of Living Waters for the World is a global ministry that provides sustainable, clean water and fosters long-term, mutually beneficial relationships between volunteers and communities in need. Water for the body and water for the soul are joined. Those who have tasted the water of the spiritual life with God joyfully seek to share God's good news 
with those thirsty for clean water and thirsty for a better and sustainable life. The old Chinese proverb says, Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man how to fish and you feed him for life. Clean water ministry might reboot that old proverb this way. Bring a village a tank of water and the village will live for the day. Build a water purification system and train a village how to use it. And the village will enjoy clean water and build a sustainable life. We define a sacrament as an outward and visible sign and seal of an inward and invisible grace. By that definition, water is sacramental. Indeed, water is a universal sacrament that transcends diverse religious traditions. It is a sign and a seal that serves and preserves life for all people everywhere. If I say, I thirst, anyone knows exactly what I mean, whether I am talking about water for my body or water to quench the thirst of my soul. Everyone knows what it means to say, wash with clean water. Even if the method of washing might include soap or the laundry or the waters of the baptismal font. If someone from Nicaragua or South Africa or Flint, Michigan says, I need clean water. We know what that person needs. Perhaps you've heard of a huge island growing in the Pacific Ocean between California and Hawaii. It is about 600,000 square miles. That's twice the size of the state of Texas. It is not volcanic. It is not even land. This island is a floating, tangled mess of garbage. Most of it plastic. A huge floating island of plastic and trash is both depressing and overwhelming. I mean, what can we do about a pile of trash twice the size of Texas? What could you and I possibly do that would make any difference to the hundreds of millions of people who have no access to clean water? Wouldn't anything we do be merely a drop in the bucket? A drop in a very, very, very large bucket. What can we do? Well, we can support and maybe even participate in clean water ministry. Bringing clean, safe water to a community of thirsty people. We will hear a word from our sponsor in a couple of minutes about that. We can work harder to conserve the abundant water available to us so as to preserve water for those who have little or none. This is really the low-hanging fruit of water conservation. 
because we consume so much water and have the means to use less without the slightest inconvenience. Did you know, for example, that one toilet flush uses as much water as the average person in a developing country uses for a whole day's drinking, cooking, washing, and cleaning. You could join the Earth Day movement. Not just because you're environmentally sensitive, and I certainly hope you are, but because conserving and preserving water is an act of faith. And it is faithful stewardship of the earth God entrusts to us. This year's Earth Day theme ties right in with our observance of Clean Water Sunday. The Earth Day movement has the aspirational goal of educating people worldwide to take personal responsibility for plastic pollution by choosing to reject, reduce, reuse, and recycle plastics and single-use plastic bottles in particular. Now, we all need to use store-bought water in bottles from time to time. But if you regularly buy and drink water in a single-use plastic bottle... I wonder if you might cut your consumption by a third or even a half. Just a thought. One of the products of the Earth Day movement is a little book entitled 50 Simple Things You Can Do to Save the Earth. It was first published 30 years ago. And it's, this little book continues to be updated with very practical and simple things that we can do uh, to save the earth. It is the 50th of those 50 suggestions that has been my favorite. The 50th one is spread the word. Spread the word. Spread the word. There is abundant water of the spirit to quench every spiritual thirst. Spread the word. Clean water is a divine gift to be shared by all of God's children and all of God's creatures. Spread the word. We can make a difference. Spread the word. The Lord who is our shepherd would not have us want for green pastures besides still, clean, abundant, free waters. Spread the word of Jesus. Everyone who drinks of earthly water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Let there be greening, birth from the burning Water that blesses and air that is sweet. Health in God's garden. Hope in God's children. Regeneration that peace will complete. Spread the word.
Amen.